2: From KQED. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Welcome back to Forum. If you've ever seen the glories of OG's roller skating in Golden Gate Park, checked out a lowrider show in San Jose, witnessed the bike clubs rolling through the streets of the East Bay, or played in a wheelchair sports league, you know that our wheeled vehicles mean a lot more to people than simply a way to get from A to B. In this segment, we're bringing you a taste of a brilliant miniseries from the KQED podcast right now-ish, hosted by Pendarvis Harsha, all about the Bayer's wheels and the cultures that accompany them. And we want to hear from you. Are you part of a community on wheels? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, and I am also joined here by pen Harshaw harsha himself welcome
3: hey alexis Thanks for having me how are you doing today
2: <laughs> i'm good i'm good um i let's start with you are you part of a community on wheels
3: i am i've been a part of the biking community of the east bay since i learned how to ride a bike
2: oh man and do you do you belong to a bike club Or are you like how, how do you see yourself as part of that community
3: not official bike club or anything like that. You know, it was always one of those things where you leave the house, you hop on the bike and you see who you see and you end up riding with them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much how it is.
2: So for this, uh, series, what, what's the concept
3: of this wheel series? You nailed it on the intro, like how wheels are intertwined with community and culture. And man, I got to tell you myself and, uh, producer Marisol Medina Cadena, we've just been like absorbed in wheels in California. Like, I can't stop seeing them. They're everywhere. Um, and so we decided to look at a couple of different uh, locations and types of wheels. And so we've gone, as you said, from, from lowriders in the South Bay to uh, WCMX up in the North Bay. Um, and then looking at roller skaters in the Golden Gate Park, just a little bit of everything, man. It's been fun.
2: Yeah. I want to I hear people to hear what this all sounds like. So uh, we're going to play a little cut. Let's meet your first guest uh, in the podcast, Richard Humphrey.
4: Roller skating outdoors exploded. We all were into, like, the splits. Because the splits was, like, back then, was, like, the hottest move on roller skates. If you could do the splits, you bad. For me, it was perfect because in high school, college, I was a hurdler. You know, so I ran hurdles. That was my thing. Um, so... That particular move right there was straight up my alley. I mean I could I could go all the way down, put my chin literally on my knee, and come back up and like two, two moves. Down, come back up, and rolling all at the same time. That became like our signature pose. Every time we ended a dance, a performance, whatever, it was sort of like, thank you, you know. So that move has just been become iconic, I guess.
2: I mean, Pen. When I was listening to this uh, podcast, I love this dude. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about his story.
3: Richard Humphrey. Oh man, he is—he's twice my age, and he's still able to do the splits. Like, just start <laughs> there, right? And then, uh, what's left out of that clip is uh, he talks about how spandex changed the game for him. So he's on these quad skates, and once he gets the spandex, he's like, "Oh, watch me do the splits now." Um, but yeah, he's—he's he's one of those kind of stories that. Is just golden. Um, skated in Golden Gate Park for over a decade uh, in the late 70s, and early 80s, um, and then appeared just on multiple platforms, TV shows, films, um, had his own line of skates, his own skating wheel. Um, and now he teaches roller skating in, in the East Bay. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have noticed like roller skating has picked up over the past year. Um, as a hobby of many people, and I'm sure you can attribute that to the TikTok phenomenon. And so Richard's whole thing is like, yes, get on skates and also recognize these moves have um, names and history and uh, a culture tied to them.
2: Well, even within the culture, there's all these interesting differences. You know, my, my neighbor on the block, he's been skating in Oakland since the 70s, and I was asking him about the Golden Rollers in Golden Gate Park, and he actually... He told me that there's, you know, there, there were the dudes who went outside and then there were the people who were like really all about like the rinks and being indoors.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Richard, um, he talks about that. He talks a little bit about um, access and how, you know, as an African-American man and when he first started skating, he didn't always have access to rinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that changed the game is technology. And that's actually a thread that we saw throughout the series, how technology also influenced community culture and wills. But he talks about the evolution of uh, a certain the wheels type of wheel themselves, the right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the physical wheels. Yeah, That's and um, once he got those new wheels in the late seventies, he was like, "Man, we're outside, you know." <laughs> and then, you know, boom boxes, and then now Bluetooth. He's like, "Man, we can as long as we got a smooth surface, we can be outside."
2: Yeah, we actually, I think we have a cut about him talking about um, some of the discrimination and access issues that uh, that black roller skaters faced here in the Bay.
4: If you look at the history of roller skating. We were excluded.
0: This is roller skating, America's favorite fun sport. A wholesome year-round recreation. One of our truly great all-American participant sports.
4: When we finally were included, they gave us one night. One night of skating, which has pretty much been happening for the last 40, 50 years almost. Even to this day, a lot of rinks throughout the country have one night. They don't use the word black night because they got a lot of words that they different use R&B night or rhythm night or whatever. We got names associated with the night that we're going to be there.
2: Oh, man, you know, this is one of these things where, of of course, there
3: was discrimination in roller rinks
2: like other places. But had you ever thought about that before you talked to Richard Humphrey?
3: You know, I hadn't not explicitly. Um, And I grew up going to roller skating rink what was that in like union city and then there was another one out near danville or something um and also yeah also up near sacramento and so yeah i'd never really clicked that yeah i went on specific nights hip-hop nights or a, a specific party happening um and he's right you know to a certain extent and it wouldn't be explicit he wouldn't just say this is the african-american night yeah
2: so, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the KQED series Wheels, airing on the podcast right now-ish with Pendarvis Harsha, and we want to hear from you. What do you, what do you ride and how do you see how that influences your experience of the Bay and the culture that you feel like you're a part of? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Pen, you also uh, covered some other topics. It wasn't just about roller skating, unfortunately. <laughs> there was also uh, you have a you have a bike episode. Who was your uh, character for that?
3: Omar Jones, aka Mees. Uh, he's a he's a heck of a dude. Just multiple things going: photographer, graphic designer, biker, and he was the face of a billboard um, advertisement by Apple that was mounted all over the Bay Area. It's himself and a his friend hitting a wheelie, and so. Um, he's he's just he's just an incredible person to talk to about all the things that he got has going on, and then specifically about that apple advertisement because Omar represents the culture of the East Bay and to see him teamed up with Apple or a large tech company um it may it brought up questions of you know gentrification and like and and culture and how they might clash or how does one survive it um and Omar has some some really poignant uh points about how he can use that exposure to his advantage
2: yeah what what did he say what did he tell you
3: I mean he was pretty much like man this is the land of hustlers man I'm going to use it to to my benefit you know this is an advertisement for Apple yes but it's also an advertisement for me and uh, I'm going to use that to promote my business and his business is all about um making sure that young bikers know how to (laughs) advertise and promote themselves and so yeah
2: how, how do you feel about this? I mean, you're a black biker in the East Bay. There's been a lot of back and forth about bike lanes and whether bike lanes are sort of catalysts of, of gentrification or they're good for people who are living in neighborhoods. Like, how, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, it's one of those things. It's fire. You know, it's both good and bad. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely ask Omar about it. And, you know, he said a similar kind of thing where he could see, um how that can be the catalyst to a changed neighborhood? You know, you see the freshly paved bike lanes. It's like, hey, who was that made for? That's always the question. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who bike who are from the neighborhood who those bike lanes benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's a yeah,
2: yeah. No, I'm a I'm a biker myself, and I, I think about that a lot as I'm rolling around the East Bay. Um, what else do we have to look forward to on the on the wheel series? What's your your other favorite episode aside from the ones we've talked about?
3: Oh, man, they're all my favorite. They're all very unique. Um, and last week's was about Marsha Howard, who's a, a skateboarder uh, out of San Francisco, uh, was a model, was a, a writer uh, working with Thrasher, and now is a teacher. And she uses her films of her falling and getting back up on her skateboard to teach elementary school students about perseverance, um, which I think is awesome. Um and then coming up this week, we have Randy Harlan and Garnett Silverhall, who are a duo who created the Northern California uh, WCMX uh, kind of competition. It's for people who are in wheelchairs. And you can imagine, it's everything that you would see at a skateboarding competition, including the ramps and the you know kind of grinding and all that stuff, but in wheelchairs. Um, and so talking to them about their lives. And then lastly, we ended off with Angel Ramiro, who is uh, the head of Duena's Car Club out of the South Bay. And we talk about family, we talk about music, we talk about being fly inner her lowrider and how doing her makeup and fixing her car at the same time can lead to some interesting uh points. Oh man. I wanted a lowrider
2: so bad when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to read Lowrider magazine at night. I wanted a like a Lincoln Mark 7, just huge lowrider. Let's uh go to the phones. We've got uh Henry in San Jose. Welcome Henry. Hello? Can you hear us? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah.
0: Hello? Hey, Henry. Yeah, my name is Henry Morello. I'm from San Jose, California. And uh, I'm one of the original riders of the group now, which is called, well, we called ourselves San Jose Bike Party. And we started out with a group of about 14 riders in San Jose. And when I first started riding, uh, I was the first person to be riding with music on the bicycle. So Ooh. I had a, a a pair of uh, computer speakers with batteries in it and a Walkman. I rigged it onto my bicycle and people were like, where the hell is that music coming from? And that exploded into boom boxes and then into guitar amplifiers. And now the group is like, geez, it's, I've been on rides where it's three to four or 5,000 people. Wow. One of the rides we had years back, we had CBS, uh, newscasts riding with us on our ride, so it's it's pretty wild. They now they, they ride every third Friday of the month. It picked up now after the pandemic, so they're starting to do some riding again.
2: Henry, what's it feel like on. to have watched the the culture grow in that way from just you know fourteen people at the beginning to thousands of people rolling through the street? It,
0: I'm 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 pretty excited about it because a lot of people don't know how it actually originally started out just 14 people having fun on bicycles and me with my little computer speakers and people going where the hell that music coming from <laughs> and uh, it just blew up because I mean we started having people on skateboards and roller skates and uh, unicycles we had a guy on a unicycle who would show up and he'd play a bagpipe so i mean pen um thank you henry thank
2: you so much for for sharing that story that's fun um pen um you saw in your series you've seen people who've had that same kind of explosion um and one of the questions i want to ask was when a culture grows quickly like that how do people try and hang on to what they see as kind of the authentic core of it
3: Mm, that's a great question uh i think richard richard might be the best example of that where um he, you know, it's a fun thing to skate and have like be out there, colorful clothes and all that. And he really held on to some of the original elements like the exact names of moves and uh, he documented it and you know, he has archival uh, photos and video. And so holding on to um, media that tells the story of when it uh, originated, I think that's how a lot of people hold on to those elements. Uh, Angel's story does that as well. Angel's story does that. Um, she's the head of Duanya's car club. Um, she does that through, through family. Um, through her family photos and tales of her mother, and also um, she has a young niece, who she's passing the lowrider culture down to, and so it's it's pretty awesome to see. That's cool.
2: Let's go to uh, Jesse, Oakland, California. Welcome to Forum, Jesse. Go yeah. ahead.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm a member of a, a couple auto clubs, um, one of them being Vault Auto Club, and um, I just think that one of the cool experiences that uh, you get to have as, as a part of an auto club is that not only do you meet people from you know all walks of life throughout the bay area people have been here for many years people have been here for just a couple um but exploring the bay area backroads um with people that have uh, the same interest in you is, is just a great experience a lot of times we think about um you know san francisco oakland uh, san jose and the major cities but exploring what the backroads have to offer in california is um, one of the highlights.
3: Oh, I agree, tenfold. Like when I say I got absorbed in tires, like I literally drove, I drove past, there's a pile of tires near Lodi, like off the five. And I went and I was like, I need to take a picture of it, you know, because it's just, it's amazing to see how tires in California as a whole um, are just so intertwined, like to the origins of this state. And I went to the railroad museum recently and just seeing like, how it has played a part in the development of really this country, but really this this state in particular. Um, and so yeah, you gotta go to the back roads and see the farms and see the yeah the construction sites and yeah. So good point. Thank you for bringing that up.
2: I also love you even making the show on wheels. You see a pile of tires and you're like, oh man,
3: this is it. This yeah. is,
2: <laughs> this is <laughs> for whole, me. The holy grail. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um Jesse, what uh what do you drive? What kind of car do you drive?
1: Uh, I have a couple, but I mostly drive a two thousand three Porsche nine eleven. Oh right,
2: right. And are there? Um, are you part of then a Porsche Club, or is it just like a fast car club?
1: No, you know. The, um, so um, I am a part of the um, Porsche Club of America, uh, which has chapters all over the United States. But um, you know, particularly with with Vault, it's it's cars that are from. I mean, you get the whole spectrum. You get cars from the 30s up until brand new Ferraris. Um, some of them are old Civics. It's it's really just people who love their cars, and just want to be around people that are like-minded. Yeah.
2: Penn, it's it's interesting because I think, thank you for that, Jesse. Um, it's yeah. interesting to think about the way that um, all, all of these kind of subcultures also seem to have even subcultures within the subcultures. Yeah. Um, what was one of the surprising ones that, that you found of where you were just sort of like, wow, I just didn't know that there were that many people who were into this particular niche?
3: <laughs> Jesse's point about, or no, sorry, it was the earlier point. I believe Henry mentioned the unicyclists um i ended up uh, having messages back and forth with somebody who's a unicycle riding mountain climber um we didn't get the interview done but just to know that that person exists (laughs) it's like what for real mount diablo on one wheel okay um (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: right yeah exactly that that (laughs) takes some courage
3: takes takes some leg strength like (laughs) of everything else but yeah seeing that um I think Marcia Howard's story is really uh, a unique perspective on skateboarding in San Francisco from a, a woman's perspective. Um, yeah, I
2: think of skateboarding as being kind of a bro culture.
3: Yeah, yeah, fully. And Marcia, she, she lays it out, and not only like bro culture, but she was also like modeling. And so she really caught it, you know, and once she caught it, she was like, no, I'm through with it. And she decided to navigate it and, and find a group of women to skate with. And she talks about now she just like pretty much just skates with women.
2: Hmm. If there's one thing you want people to take away from your wheel series, what would it be, Pen?
3: Oh, man, just pay attention to the wheels. You know, they're all around you, and they really have changed our lives. You know, and like, I was at Pier 39 over the weekend, and I saw the maintenance folks, like, using uh, trash cans with wheels. And I was like, if they didn't have the wheels, their jobs would be so much harder. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things to just look at and uh, see how it impacts your life. And, uh yeah. It's eye opening. Yeah. Um, and lastly, before I go, I want to say um, if you're listening out there, share a photo of yourself in some wheels. Like, it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to see wheels. You know, like, people have so much fun on wheels. That's Send right. Send me a picture of your wheels if you're on in the car, like, whatever, whatever you're doing, and tag it right now. You can put it on Twitter or Instagram um, and tag right now ish. And uh, I'd love to see it just really for, for kicks. You know, I, I love seeing people smile on wheels.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Ben. We've been talking about. Communities of Wheels with Pendarvis Harshaw. You can catch his new series on KQED's Right Nowish podcast. You've been listening to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead with Mina Kim.